All right. Welcome to Revolution. If you're listening online, we appreciate you guys because you keep us afloat. And thank you guys for being here physically. We got some new faces. That's nice. Um, we're also lacking a familiar face. We're lacking Jay today. Jay's not well. I'm not going to go into too many details, but if, if you're a person inclined to praying or, or sending out positive vibes, then please do that for Jay, because Jay is one of the most important people in my life, honestly. Jay's changed my life. He's a very influential and important person, and he's not well right now. And so... If you want to, I don't know, like tweet at him, like email him, like if you run into him, just maybe encourage him because we, we're all broken people. Nothing's perfect. Um, I know that for myself growing up, I always go back to this, but I grew up in the Bible Belt in the South, and uh, there was this whole stigma, this whole... Uh, expectation that when you're in church you're wearing your sunday best both physically and metaphysically you're you're this perfect thing how you doing brother great brother like you're not being real with people you're shocked when when it comes out that somebody is struggling in any way and that's just not real that's just that's some fake play plastic bs that doesn't really fit in with real life and so people are people people are broken and we struggle and we need each other to help each other stay standing sometimes. We need crutches sometimes. Um, I think the best crutches that we have are each other. Um, I don't really have a lot planned, to be honest with you. Jay asked me to talk. like it, We literally, for you listening online and, and as you people here physically know, we had a sign up that said that church was canceled, as our sound person knows. We had to sign up that church was canceled because it was a last-minute thing where Jay, I offered to talk, and he said he'd appreciate that. So now I'm talking. Um, so I don't have a whole lot planned. I don't have a whole thesis statement. I don't have a whole rigmarole planned out. But um, I want to talk a little bit about maybe, ironically, in church, I want to talk about issues I have with church. And I also want to talk about inclusion. Um, guess what? It's First John. I love First John. Um, so yeah, like I was saying, when I grew up in church, there's a lot of a lot of fakeness, a lot of a lot of uh, masks being worn, and and masks that resembled each other. Like there was a uniform way to be. Like once you're saved saved which i don't even like that term once you're saved then you you fit a certain mold you fit a certain a certain demeanor a certain visage of 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 a thing that you're supposed to be but on the inside you're still struggling with real life problems life is ugly life life is broken life is dirty and i think that it would church as a community as a body which are you know, Bible terms, church as a body, as a community, as a as a functioning whole, as tiny moving parts that come together to make one thing, is we need each other. We need we need all these different parts, and that kind of ties back into I think why Jay is so important and why Jay needs our help right now. And sometimes we struggle with things, guys. Like 
Sometimes we need each other. If you believe in God, you know, sometimes you need a God. Sometimes you need a higher purpose. And I think that that is the heart of church. I don't think church is about being in a club that gets you a, a ticket into heaven or something. I don't think church should be, anyway, about punching your card. Oh, you were here this many days a week. You said this prayer. You believed the right things. You checked the right boxes. You took the test. You passed. Now you get to go to heaven. Like, that to me is absurd, and that is what I was fed and taught most of my life. And if you disagree, that's fine, and maybe I misunderstand that whole premise. But for me, that's just crazy, guys. Like that, oh, you didn't believe the right doc. You were a Calvinist. You were Arminian. You didn't believe the right thing, and so now you're out of the club. Like, let's just try to help each other. And if we believe different things, let's talk about it. Let's have a conversation. Let's not alienate people or excommunicate people over over differences in opinion. Like, we all need help. We're all on a journey. I don't know. <laughs> That's my spiel. Um, now I'm going to read from the Bible. I'm going to read some from 1 John here. Um, like I said, this is kind of about inclusion. I really love 1 John because it's so... There's so much just about God being love and about the universe, the universality, the, the inclusion that is love. So 1 John 2 verse, we'll start with uh, 27. The anointing you received from him abides in you. And you have no need that anyone should teach you. But as his anointing teaches you about everything, and is true, and is no lie, just as it has taught you, abide in him. So that to, to me, that's kind of saying that the the anoint. Then that's that's an abstract term to us now in in the modern day. The anointing, the anointing you receive from him. But I think that's saying in receiving God. You have no need that anyone should teach you. That's that's this quote right there. You have no need that anyone should teach you. So once you understand love, once you understand the essence of these things, we can go even back to the Old Testament, the Ten Commandments. Like, what's, what's at the heart of those things? Like, it's love. Don't screw other people over. Don't cheat on your neighbor's wife. You know, don't steal things from other people. It's just love. And when, I've said this before, but... You know, when you're young, you need a set of rules. To me, this is a parallel with, like, the Ten Commandments in the Old Testament. Is like, when you're a little kid, don't touch, never, ever touch a stove. Never, ever run into the street. When you're older, you know, okay, if the stove is cold, I can touch it. If there's no cars coming, I can walk through the street. But when you're a kid, you need these steadfast rules, these set, boxed-in principles. And when you get older and understand the heart of it, What's the heart of those those examples? Don't get hurt. So what's the heart of the Ten Commandments and of, of, of the teachings of Scripture and of being anointed in the terms of John? It's love. It's just love. We're going to look at... Uh, skip down a little bit here. Let's go to verse 29. Right? Yeah, 29. If you know that he is righteous... You may be sure that 
everyone. So, okay, if you know that Jesus is righteous, if you know that Christ, that love, even if you don't subscribe to the historical Jesus, if you know that love is righteous, which, again, is not a term that we use a lot in, in our vocabulary, you may be sure that everyone who practices righteousness has been born of him. To me, that's a very inclusive assertion, is that everyone, not, not everyone who said the Lord's Prayer, not everyone or, you know, who said the sinner's prayer, not everyone who was baptized, not everyone who took all the sacraments, but everyone who practices righteousness, who practices loving each other, who practices looking out for their neighbor, has been born of him, which in Christian terms is saying is of God, and God is love, is of love. So, to, I don't know, that seems like a very, very inclusive verse. You know, there's the old, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but there's that old example, like, what if what if you're born on a desert island and you never hear the name of Jesus? Then the answer that I would always get to that in youth group back in Kentucky was, uh, well, Jesus would appear to you and and give you the option. Yeah, I'd, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me, guys. You know, I, I think I think Christ is love. I think this book, I think this book is very important. I know it is to me, um, and but I think the heart of it gives it the power. I don't think that these this these stories, these fables, these myths. I don't think that they have power in and of themselves in and of these characters. I think that the heart of it, like back in verse 27 here, you've rec- the anointing you've received abides in you, and you have no need that anyone should teach you. So I think that the heart of this, that love is the driving force, that God, synonymous with love, parallel with love, is the driving force. And it's a hard thing to do. It's not easy. It's not easy to just to love each other. Kind of getting off the rails here, but let's keep reading First John. Chapter 4, verse 7. Beloved. Beloved. Let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. That's a big sweeping statement. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. That's powerful, guys. That that gives me goosebumps to even read that. Whoever loves. I don't think that that's just the the Christian population. I don't think that's just the evangelicals or just the Catholics or just these these uh, conflicting, feuding uh, sects. I think that's a pretty broad statement and a beautifully inclusive statement. Anyone, I'm continuing with verse 8 here. Anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. That's a big one. Anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. God is love. Down to verse 11. Beloved, beloved, 
if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. So, but and I dance around things sometimes, and I use elusive language sometimes, but I think that this is pretty direct. If God so loved us, we ought to also love one another. We gotta we gotta watch out for each other. We gotta love each other. We all mess up. And I know I'm sitting up here talking to you guys like I'm like I'm the pastor or like I'm the speaker or whatever. But I'm I need your guys' help as much as anybody. And so does any pastor. So does I mean as not to be too on the nose, but so does Jay right now. We 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 need to love him. He needs us, guys. Like, and we need him. We need him bad. We're important to each other. We're different parts of the same body, and an ear doesn't have to know it's an ear. Like, you don't have to know that you're part of the body to be a functioning. Um, integral part of something that is a bigger whole. You don't have to know exactly your place to still play the role that you're playing, I think. And I think that church, like I've said before, church is synonymous with community, and I think community is very important. I think it is effing integral. Like, we need each other, guys. And however that interprets itself into your politics or into your home life you know that's up to you to decide i'm not going to tell you the right way or the wrong way to think about that but we need to help each other out and i know i wouldn't be here without the help of other people without without doctors without friends without loved ones without family we really really need each other and whatever you believe is fine but this is the medium this book right here this bible this cultural judeo-christian ethical ethical system is how i communicate and so i think that love is god and god is in us and we are to emulate christ you know being a christian a little christ in in greek we, we are to be members of the body of christ and help each other and and not judge each other but but love each other um, let's look at, oh, this is, this is perfect here. Verse 11 of chapter four, first John, beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. It's not his perfect love is in us. It's his love is perfected. It's it's sifted out. It's, it is, what's the word? It is, um, it goes through a, re- a process of renewal and of perfection in us. If God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, which Moses might disagree with that one. He saw God's hand popping out of a cloud, apparently, but I wasn't there. I don't know if that happened or not. Um, No one's ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us. I think that's saying we've never seen the source. We've never seen the ground of being in Tillich's terms. We've never seen 
the actual originator of this love. But if we show love, then love is abides in us and is perfected in us. Not to say that we are God or that we are love, but if we consume, it's almost like communion. If we consume Christ, if we consume love, if we consume God, then it abides in us and is perfected in us. And is that just to get us a ticket into heaven? No, it's it's for us to perfect each other and to help each other and to show love to each other and be love for each other. If we're not loving each other, then love is non-existent. And then where does that leave God? If God is love and we stop loving each other, then God's dead. I don't want that. I know I'm all over the place, guys. I really didn't plan this out at all. Um, I'm just going to read one more verse. And then I'd, I'd like to have a conversation with you guys if you have anything to to throw back at me. Because I know I'm very scatterbrained right now. I'm very, I'm very emotional right now, to be honest. Um, speaking of mental health, I recently changed uh, my SSRIs, my antidepressants. I think it's working out pretty well. I cry less. <laughs> Um, I hadn't filled my, uh, my anti-anxiety meds in a while because I was, get this, I was embarrassed to go to my doctor to get my refill that would help me feel better. Like what? <laughs> like <laughs> the, the solution is so obvious. Like I could have just gone to the doctor, but I was too embarrassed to go to my psychiatrist to get my meds filled. Like what? That's absurd. It's, it's crazy, but I did, and now I think I'm in a better place mentally. We we always got to throw in something about mental health. Like that's it's like the, the, that's what kind of binds us here. All right, I'm gonna read one last verse. So this is First John four. Where should we start here? Let's start with sixteen. Yeah. So we've come to know and to believe. The love that God has for us. We've come to know and believe the love. That God, that's, that's a very beautiful sentence. God is love and whoever abides in love abides in God. And God abides in them. Whoever, whoever, anyone, whoever abides in love abides in God and God abides in them. That's, that's freaking gorgeous. I could read that all day long. Whoever, anyone, anyone who abides in love, anyone who loves is, is in God is experiencing God is, is sharing God. And I think we need to share God with each other. We need to share love with each other. We need to, we need to help each other stand up. If I break my leg, I need one of you guys to, to, to give me a shoulder to help me stand up. If, if Jay or if or Vicky, if if any of us has has something crippling or has something that that gets in the way of us performing the the tasks that we need to perform, then we help each other. We're a body. We're a body. We are one, and by abiding in love and abiding in God, we help each other out, and. Um, this is a little bit too obvious, but I'm going to go back to, to Matthew real quick. 
I always read from Matt. I just, I like this a lot. One day I'll get over Matthew 25. Maybe. So, <laughs> some person decided to entitle this passage, The Final Judgment. The Final Judgment. And I'm not going to read the whole thing because it ends very, and it ends in a way I disagree with about the Son of Man riding a horse and killing people. So I'm, I'm going to stop before that part <laughs> because that's just crazy to me. <laughs> but, uh, okay. All right, let's start with uh, 38. Or no, let's start with 34. The king will say to those on his right, Come, you are... You who are blessed by my father and here at the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. Can we, can we also say I was depressed and you were there for me. You didn't tell me what to think or what to do, but you were my friend. I think that's fair. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. There we go. I was sick and you visited me. You texted me. You told me that you cared about me. I was in prison and you came to me. And the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and welcome you or naked and clothe you? When did we see you sick in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them, Truly I say to you, <sighs> I love this part. Truly I say to you, as you did it to the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you did it to me. As we help each other, we help Christ. If Christ has any importance to you, which Christ does to me, I don't fully know exactly how I feel about the historical Christ and the, and the metaphysical Christ and the cosmic Christ. I don't know. I've, I've not touched or felt it. I'm like Thomas. But Christ is important to me, and I know that as you treat other humans in need, so you treat Christ. I think, yeah, we just got to help each other out. What's the time? Oh, we got a good little 20-something minutes. That's not bad for an unprepared sermon. I'm going to do the ritual of prayer and then do the thing where we tithe because we're broke. Uh, so let's say a prayer. God, I'm not sure exactly what you are, but I, I really think you're love. And that's something I'm, re I'm real grateful for. And so please... Fill us up with yourself, with, with love. And please help us fill each other with you, with love. And help us to understand these stories and these parables and these myths. And help us to appreciate and digest things as we should. And just, just show us how to love each other. We'll mess up. We'll mess up. And you'll forgive us and we'll forgive each other, which I think is pretty much the same thing. And so thank you for love. Thank you for you. And help, please help Jay right now. And, and help anyone else who's in need. Amen. 
And now we have to say this thing. If you're listening online, you probably know that Revolution is a not-for-profit organization. And so we'd much, much rather have you than your money. But if you have any extra money, we could use it. Um, because that's the only way that we can do what we do. Um, yeah, so we'll pass the hat here in the room. And if you're online, you can go to revolutionchurch.com or to our Facebook, and you can easily donate there. Thanks for listening.